So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and the giggle box to my left is Jane Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jane? <laughs> See? I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I'm laughing this is good. because the, the goodness gracious, Janet. Oh, Janet. Janet. Oh, Janet. Our dear, dear sister, Janet. In the chat room. We haven't even started the show yet, and the chat room's already started. Um, Janet, who says, you give me hope, Jean, that not all writers are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps we should, you know, she doesn't think all writers are idiots, but she's the frontline reader at at Inner Child uh, Publishing. Yes. Or Inner Child Press. And yes. so as the frontline reader, she gets just every, everything, and particularly when they call for the open yes. submission, just send us a poem, we'll put it in the book. I'm sure yes. she gets some real winners. Yes, and I know that they have some fabulous writers that do um, write for them regularly, but open submissions like that are tricky because, wow, you can get, <laughs> yeah. especially um, given the one the one that I just submitted to um, is, is uh, Hot Summer Nights 2013, so it's their... Um, sexy poetry, love poetry. Yeah, well, sex, sex, sexy poetry and po- prose. Right. Um, so... <laughs> You can you can imagine um, some of the stuff that that Janet's gonna have to. I don't want to say wade through, um, but yeah, she, battle mm, through. Yeah, how many late, late nights is she? Because <laughs> cause the last Janet, the last time fun. I was listening to Inner Child, Bill, you know, Janet was saying, "Listen, you know, look at this submission guidelines. Really need to." And Bill practically interrupted her and said, "Listen, we're not looking for any how-to manuals, okay?" <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, Bill, I've never heard his voice sound so forceful. Bill's always so laid back and, you know, he's just like, no instructions. <laughs> Bill, there wow. The rules have changed this year um, so that their submission guidelines have actually changed this year. You said they, they're a little stricter than last year. Um, and they've actually mentioned a couple things that they don't want in the anthology. So, yeah. you know, things like bestiality and child pornography and it's just the fact for them to have to to say it yeah (laughs) because those aren't things they would think of to say don't send us they're things that they wrote down because they must have gotten some somewhere along the road gotten them last year and how crazy is that i mean considering the inner child energy i would not expect anybody who (laughs) well i know um, that 
yeah. works with them or knows of them to to send in a submission like that. But I guess you know. Was it the World Peace World Healing? poetry contest which included you know prize package and all that kind of stuff of publishing and that got sent you know they were getting submissions from people that had never even heard of them that you just got sent all over the place everybody was sharing it with everybody and pretty soon they were getting submissions from around the world so i'm sure they they you know for these things they get submissions from people that don't have a clue about inner child uh, or what Bill and Janet are about and the crew. Or what the the whole inner child energy is about, absolutely. Well, um, I'm really, you know, excited to be part of this anthology. It's certainly branching out into an area of writing that I don't usually do, which is not to say, okay, that's a lie. Wait, it's not an area of writing that I don't usually do. It's an area of writing that I have yet to publish. Yeah, it's an area um, of writing you don't usually share. <clears throat> it, yes. Yes, absolutely. It's an area of writing that I don't usually share publicly. However, um, it's 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 nice to be able to branch out and to stand on the truth of my being and to just be who I am and all that I am. Um, and that's cool because, you know, I mean, who says you can't be spiritual and sexy at the same time? I, right? Right. And whoever they are, tell them to hush. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, Janet, so, missed, missed most of that. We did, we did really good. We talked. I think everything you missed, we were talking about you, Janet. Yeah, yeah, totally. But that's okay. She'll, uh, yeah, she, yeah. she said her sound wasn't working, but it, yeah, it happens. Yeah. So, the keep your, keep your eyes pretty and it's simple and smooth and all of that, but it doesn't start the episode for everybody as quite as smoothly as it used to. Oh yeah, the the blog talk. Yeah, well they're they're still working out their kinks. But it, for for our listeners, keep your eyes and ears open. Um, Inner Child has always got something going on. So um, it's oh. I am Inner Child dot com. Right. Is their kind of central hub where you can go and get all the information on all the different things that they're doing because they're they're always running different anthologies, um, different different contests, um, and of course. If you're looking for a publisher who's going to understand the whole, I'm a writer and I want to maintain artistic integrity and control of my creation, then, you know, they're they're a great place to go because they're all authors and poets as well. So they and they'll get give it. you they'll give you advice, but if you don't want to take it, that's okay too. They they're not gonna that's, you know. Well, this is the way the American reading public wants it. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, that just doesn't stand anymore, eh? Yeah, no. Doesn't Thank heavens. stand at all. So do you think she passed? Oh yeah. But this was a sh- this was brief. This was just six minutes. I yeah, I get you up on your soapbox now and again and we've we've gone eighteen minutes before. What? That's I'm when not I usually particularly soapboxy today. We've got this amazing, know. um amazingly talented a musician with us who has this angelic like voice and so you know I no so time many to boxing gotta talk to the angel. We're gonna <laughs> I mean I was looking see Jean doesn't get to look much. She's probably heard the music but you know doesn't do the bio and stuff because she's the listener's point of view. And and but I get to look a little bit and you know, I was looking at the resume and I was thinking, well we're gonna have to have Miriam on for like five shows because we've got a lot to talk about. But uh, anyway, so joining us tonight is m- actress, musician, uh, writer, blogger, uh, beautiful soul. We'll just leave it there. Miriam Shamas. Welcome, Miriam. Thank you so much. 
Shrek and John, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's well, our thanks pleasure. for taking the time I, and coming. I, I you, saw you on YouTube and I went, oh, yeah, I, I got to write to this lady. <laughs> oh, is that where you found me? <laughs> yes. Yes, um, one of one of uh, one of my many Facebook friends and fam uh, happened to put up one of your videos, and I'm always keeping eyes open for um, talented, light-filled beings to bring on the show. Yeah, and, we don't uh, we don't have like a calendar of all planned out. We they just, know. They just come. No, no, no. Yeah. We just wait and see whatever comes into you know our path, and you popped up and it was just such a beautiful energy around I mean I don't usually go to the website after I see the video but um I did stop by <laughs> it's just it's just so much beautiful energy around everything you seem to be doing so um we'll get to the big question of the night and then hopefully um we can expand on that energy and share some of it with our listeners. So, who on earth are you and what do you do? Well, <laughs> like um, Rick introduced me, um, I am. Uh, thank you, first of all, for all the kind words you said about me. Uh, it's still very weird hearing you speaking about me like that. <laughs> but um, I am. I'm just a simple girl who's uh, doing what I I feel I came to do, which is uh, take part and play and be a part of this uh, amazing time. You know, I feel like these are the times that uh, I was born for, you know. I, I'm excited about all the changes in the world and everything. And so everything that I've thought about since I was a child and, you know, I could not verbalize, I can talk freely about now and um, it's not weird anymore. <laughs> you know, so uh, I'm just, I'm just having fun. Just, yeah. Weird is the new normal. Yeah. We totally get that. Totally get that. It's like, yeah. I, I can say that now. Yay. Yeah. One day you're going to have a radio show and you're going to talk about this in depth. Yeah, I would have laughed him right out of the room. Yeah, you didn't think it would happen, huh? Well, I always had my hopes. Wasn't even in the, it wasn't even in the. It wasn't even in my periphery. Yeah. I don't think. Like I, I don't. <laughs> it's just the world's changed so much that yeah, where I thought I was headed is not where I ended up. But I'm good with it. It's comfortable yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It is. I, I love it. I love all the tools we have to play with. I love technology. I, I mean, look what we're doing right now. We're all different parts of the world, and it doesn't really matter, you know. Um, I'm, I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Oh, it's 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 amazing to me to watch the 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 tools and the technology, and particularly to watch the young ones because. You know, though I hate to admit it, because I was the one that made the clock quit blinking on the VCR for my my parents, they run rings around me with this technology stuff. And I walked out, a, a son of a friend of mine was spending the night one night, and uh, mom was out of town, and uh, 
I walked out to, he was had brought his computer with him. Big, big desktop computer, just carrying it around. I'm like, you need a laptop. But um, he was talking to people in Russia and Australia and Brazil. Like, but but he said it like it was nothing. And and to him, I guess it is. It's everyday occurrence. Yeah. 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 I. I How weird I, is that? Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I, you know, um, just five years ago, you know, there were totally different tools. That I feel. You know, I, I was always into technology and, and gadgets when I was growing up in Africa. And then you look at where the kids are now. They're born MP3 ready, you know, um, and who knows? I can't even imagine what's going to happen with technology in the next five years. You know, I, I don't know if we'll have gadgets anymore. <laughs> I don't know if they'll be necessary. I think a lot of them will indeed be mm. extras, particularly on the communication front, but mm-hmm. uh it is these kids are these kids are amazing. And I, I was gonna ask, as a as a child in Africa, did you ever imagine that, you know, one day as an adult in some other country that you'd think about calling somebody halfway around the world with video and not give it more thought than you would Get them walk across the room. It's just really, it's crazy, but it's I would, fantastic. I never imagined that I, this was not even near my <laughs> vision. I, it's not possible. But I was a dreamer, you know. I I stayed dreaming, imagining all sorts of things, you know, places I wanted to be. But uh, I I didn't see how it would all happen, you know. But it's happened exactly. Not exactly as I imagined it, but pretty close. Yeah, pretty close and still happening. It's interesting because Rick and I just picked up, um, we didn't just pick it up. We were given, gifted with um, a book from one of our, our previous guests. And it's interesting the way you who said it. Who was born in Africa. Say that, who was born in Africa, go figure, eh? Um, said, Ooh, connection. <laughs> what? Synchronicity? On this show, never. So... <laughs> We actually just started reading um, reading the book, and it's, of course, very syn- synchronistic with what we're doing right now with the show, but it's also very in alignment with what you just mentioned, because you, there was the end goal in your mind, but you didn't really have a game plan as to make it work out. You just, this is what I want it to look like, and then just allowed it to happen. And yeah. Kind of, It sounds to me like you just kind of followed the rabbit trail, you know, the white rabbit went and you followed I, it. And I, I did. It's almost like you're driving on the highway and then you, you know, you just drive off and exit and you don't know why you're exiting, but you find out that, you know, <laughs> you're you're going, you know, I, I always say, I joke with my friends that I, I follow my own GPS, my inner GPS, and I just follow that voice that says, go here, go there. Uh, when everybody else is going north, I go south, <laughs> and then somehow, um, you know, I ended up here. And you know, it's it's you you don't you know when you imagine things that you want, and um, there are always other people who tell you this is what you should do, and 
Um, so it wasn't that easy because I had a lot of opposition and um, there were always other voices outside telling me, no, you should do this. You should become a lawyer and you should become this. And then you would become this. There are people who had different ideas of what I, uh, what I would turn out to be and what direction I should have taken. I was supposed to be in, in the UK uh, studying law. I was supposed to be a barrister. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Yeah, which is not to say that that wouldn't have been a beautiful contribution to society, because someone with your spirit and light um, in, in the legal system would be such a blessing to the world. But yeah, but ten years ago, having heard your music, I'm really long. grateful to you for not going down that road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Because your music is just, you know, your voice and everything that you've done. Um, and it, and it's, you didn't just stop the music. You didn't just stop the acting. Uh, yeah. Your life seems to be centered around activism, but it's, it's I, I haven't, like Rick says, I don't do a lot of research, but it sounds more like you're a passive activist, well, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't know the word. The word Two words activist. Words diametrically opposed to each other. Together, yeah, sure. It, it sounds really good, though. I like <laughs> it. Activist, yeah. I, you know, I, I believe in in balance, and and those words actually sound really good to my ears right now, um, because I, I tend to be. Uh, oh, it sounds like passive aggressive. That sounds worse. <laughs> <laughs> But the word activist always rubs me, makes me a little uncomfortable, um, you know, but that's what we all do, right? We're all um, doing some activism through in, in a very, very indirect way. Um, and I say that I'm using music, I'm using the arts, I'm using my writing to... Um, put out ideas out there that, uh, you know, kind of take us for beyond um, where we are, where we've, we're coming from. And um, they seem like very bold ideas or very, you know, to to the most people, um, they sound very idealistic and, you know, but... I, I'm not in the business of trying to force people to open their eyes to see, you know, look where I'm going. This, you know, visionaries don't do that. They they just put their their visions out there and and really passion in it. So I, I have a lot of passion yet, and I I you know and I I see the vision. And I, I I try to get people to see it. Um, and I'm not the only one doing this. And then I find out, oh, that person's seeing the same thing. That person's seeing the same thing. So we have so many of us. Um, but we're not, you know, we're not, we're not forcing it down anybody's throat. <laughs> and I, I guess that's where, that's where the idea of passive activism came up in my mind when I was looking at what you're doing. But then I'm looking at what your bio says. But then I'm remembering the feel of the website and the video. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, here's a woman who really wants to bring more light into the world. And she wants the world to be a better place. But she doesn't want 
to cram it down your throat. It just wants to be that example and allow people to pick that up or not pick it up as they are want to do. Um, so the term came to be passive activist because it was kind of like... None of those wake up or die videos type thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not going to hear that from me. Uh-uh. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. You remember those, that period of, you know, the world is coming to an end and, you know, that all that fear stuff was just is, is not my... My, yeah. No, it's not our game either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we realize that some people really enjoy playing that, and mm-hmm. that's okay as long as they keep the the energetic of their game over there. Yeah. You know, yeah. And on that side of the playground, because you know, that's 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 the designated we're terrified mind. zone over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I, I think you're. I think we've all, you know, had our share of fears in our lives, uh, and so we can understand. You may not want to play that game anymore, but I can understand. I, I once upon a time, I wanted to control every last little thing, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, because that was how I was going to make it work. Mm-hmm. It's uh, what I'm enjoying in this book that Gene had mentioned is that's what he's discovering is that he was trying to. Well, if I get my technique just right, I have all the information, and I do, and I know all the right people, and I apply for the right jobs, and go to the right school. Yeah. It, it just makes you tired even thinking about it. Yeah, the rules, and, the rules have to go. <laughs> the rules just don't work. And I mean, in the I, arts I, industry, that's a big one. I mean, it's who you know. It's always about who you know, what you say. Oh yeah. When you say it. Oh yeah. The image. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's like it's really hard to let go of that because it's so driven into our heads on so many different levels that it's so you don't even notice yourself doing it. And until I started reading the book and actually like looking at it, I was like, oh my goodness. Even with having done this show for a year and a half and learned everything I did so far, there's still so much I don't know. I'm reading the book and I'm like, oh, oh. I do that. Oh, oh, oh. I do that too. I do that too. Yeah. What's the name of the book? What's the name of the book? The it's Magician's called The Magician's Way. Way. The Magician's Way. Okay. I'll it's look apparently it. a number one bestseller uh, self-help type uh, in in Australia, mm-hmm. where he was living uh, at the time. He's just just moved to San Francisco or the Bay Area, uh, somewhere in California, and um, uh, so I'm looking forward to his t- two books. Uh, his mm-hmm. his follow-on book is called The Last Shaman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you grew up you grew up in East Africa. So walk us through for um for the the listeners who haven't you know who don't know anything about your background. Um, walk us through the the not so short short journey that you must have taken from growing up to East Africa to living the life that is really kind of like living your dream. <laughs> um, yeah, how likely is it that, you know, a little girl be born in um, East Africa and end up in New York City and now I'm on a radio show with you? Well, um <laughs> Uh, let's see, how do I shorten that story? 
I was, I have a really, really good memory. Can I just say that, that I, I, I don't know if that's a, a good thing or a bad thing sometimes. And I remember, I remember things that my mother says I shouldn't remember. Um, even, you know, the walls, the color of the walls in the room that I was born in. Um, and, um. Uh, you know, I was born. I was born in in um, in, in Tanzania, um, and I was born to a very very diverse family. Um, when I say diverse, I mean you know racial, religious, multiracial, multi-religious, multicultural. And so I just found myself in this interesting place where you know people went to church, others went to the mosque, and others spoke Arabic, others spoke Swahili, others spoke English. You know, there were Indians here. There were all sorts of people around me. Was you know, East Africa is really this melting pot that you don't really get to hear about. And so I was, as as a five year old, I was just having the time of my life. Um, and I I listened to the grown ups and what they said and I, everything. I was picking up language here. You know, music here. Uh, my ears and my senses were overwhelmed with everything around me. And um, the first time I ever got on radio, you might find this interesting, when I was about five or six, five or six years old. And uh, there was a lady who had a, a, a kid's show. Um, I heard her voice. I'm very, I have very good audio memory. I heard her voice. Um, somewhere, I think my mom was getting her hair done, and I hear this woman speak, and I said, "Oh, you, you I gotta be on your show. I know who you are. Your name is Kawie. Please, please record me." And my mom said, "Come back here. You know, what are you doing? Come back. You know, don't be rude and disturb that lady." I said, "No, I know who she is. She's gotta record me on her radio." And the lady, uh, her name was Kawie. Said she was a big radio personality in Tanzania. She said, "Oh, how did she remember my voice? Okay, I will record her." You know, and she spoke to my mom about me getting together with her kids that following week. And so I went to her little studio in her house, and um, she asked me to prepare, you know, like a fairy tale to tell on her show. And I didn't have any fairy tales, so I made one up, and I made a song to go with it. <laughs> and so, you know, that's, I think, the first time that, Everyone or I was aware that um, I had a very active imagination, and uh, so after that, you know, it's just being taken from family to family, and then I finally moved to Kenya, where my father's from, when I was about eight years old, uh, where my dad wanted me to go to school there, and when I got there, again, it was a different experience, and so I've had this very interesting life where nothing they you don't there's always change and and um so many different changes happening all the time i as an eight year old I'm in a new country, new people, and I have to adjust and I adjust very quickly and uh I went to school there and I went to about ten or eleven schools in Kenya because my father was in the military, and we moved around a lot. Um, and, you know, my life has never changed. It's really been the background that I had, lots of change and variety of experiences. Um, 
And uh, shortly after high school, when I remember being in high school writing exactly where I wanted to be in 10 years, and not that I would, I'm going to get a scholarship, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to record an album one day. I had this written in 1996 um, when I was bored one day. I was very bored in, in school. I didn't feel challenged enough, and I zoned out most times. <laughs> but I, I was smart, but I just didn't feel challenged. So I, I would write stuff, I'd write poems, I'd write what I wanted to do. And I wrote this list of things that I wanted to achieve in 1996. And it just happened so fast because in a year, I found myself back in Tanzania. I bumped into somebody who said, here, come to my class. Oh, you know, then I go to the class, the professor says, I think you should apply for this scholarship. You have a great chance. Next, you know, I got the scholarship, and next I am in Iowa, Forest City, Iowa. And, um, you know, it's been very interesting. And, you know, like my bio says, from then on, it was the journey that's led to where I am now. This sounds almost like you've made your list, you clicked your heels together three times, and boom, you're in the Midwest of the United States. <laughs> I've heard that before somewhere. No place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Well, and it, earlier when you said We're something about following the bunny tracks, I, I was thinking, follow the yellow brick road. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> awesome. That's totally awesome. So, did you... Here's a trick question. Growing up, and I know, I know, growing up in Canada, I had lots of limitations drilled into my head at an early age. <laughs> um, I'm just wondering because culturally, it's it's a whole different. I think, I think it would be experience growing up in East Africa than it would growing up in like small town Ontario, Canada. Um, and I'm just wondering, were you? Were you taught the same limitations that we were taught? Um, you know, I mean, it, I'm sure Rick would agree that it's drilled into his head. You, you know, you got to go, like we were talking about earlier, you got to go through this step to get to that step to the, get to that step. Um, so is that kind of part of what you were brought up to believe? Or oh, is yeah. that something you didn't encounter until you got to got to Western civilization. Oh, so no, 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 no. I, I had that the minute I took my first breath. <laughs> and in fact, I, I don't want to say that there's a degree of of limitation in, in programming. Um, I think it's it's just, it was there, you know, it was just there. Um, there was born in the late 70s in East Africa. There was a lot going on. Um, colonialism was just over. So there's so many remnants of stuff that we had to take in. I I, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the, the colonial powers didn't do they didn't do anything to discourage people or anything. Oh my! <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. I, mean, it was, I can't it, imagine the, the load that that must put on a on a society. Of you know, being told and, you're and, garbage for a long time. Oh yeah, and and you know, so you know, I, I can safely say this: where you know, you did not speak back to authority. You did not. Um, you knew not to to do anything against what you were told to do. 
women don't have a voice. You know, I mean, there's so many things that I, I, I could write a list and all these limitations um, that were in, in the society, in, in my, my parents, my, my family, teachers at school, everywhere you went, they were, you were told um, you cannot do this because you are this. You know, you, 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 you stay in line and you do as you're told and you listen to authority. You do not, um, do, you do not think outside the box. I got in trouble a lot in class for asking questions. Um, asking questions about religion. Religion seemed to be my big interest. I was very interested in spirituality. And it just did not make sense that, you know, both what I was being told in, in, in class or at, in, in church, in, in, the, in the mosques, and all the, the conversations that were going around me did not make sense. When I questioned, I got in trouble. I got kicked out of class. And then um, I had a period of Don't feel bad, sweetie. Priests <laughs> yeah. have been kicking me out of places for years. They're yeah. still kicking me out of places. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God! We we both got some of that, but it's funny because I was going to ask. You were ticking off your list of limitations. I was going to ask. So did that just seem? Did those just go right in, soak right in, or did you kind of find that surprising, odd, and? You no, know, I questioned. I questioned. I questioned everything. I and and you know it was innocent too. I, I said, well, um, does does God have a daughter? And you know nobody asked that. You know I. God have a daughter? Where are the daughters? I don't hear daughters being mentioned in all these stories. They're great stories, you know. Um, you know, I, I ask questions, and I got, you know, everybody, if you question or you, you seem to, to, to take the conversation away from where it's always been, then you are branded a rebel or bad and, and so I, it was very hard on me because then I felt misunderstood at a very young age, and then I internalized everything. Um, and I can't say that I I was I, I managed not to take in all that programming because I've been working in the past ten years. I've been working on deprogramming some of the thoughts, the limitations, and you know all sorts of belief systems that um, have kept us all in bondage for years. I've worked. I've worked to to erase them or to just acknowledge them and then go beyond them, and and so I, I had a lot of work to do to deprogram, um, to 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 identify some of the things that you, some of them are not even that easy to identify, you know. Oh yeah, and and but but I do remember, and uh, and at least I remember now, uh, being little and. Being young and, and hearing stuff and thinking, what? <laughs> That's just crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, but somewhere in there, it I don't know. We give in, or uh, you just hear it so much that it slips right by. Or I they they do get in there. But I think I think kids on the whole just look at some of the stuff and go, what? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> and um, uh, so I was curious, you know, because it is, it's a huge list of limitations that, that go down, but they don't go down easy at first. I'll say it was very refreshing to come 
this way um, because there are certain things that were different and I had a little more freedom to think freely and to ask questions. Um, my professors in college loved having me in class. I always ask questions. I ask questions. I, 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 I push the envelope. I push, you know, beyond what they, we were reading or studying. And so, you know, I was just a little bit more free. I, I didn't, you know, it wasn't taken like you're questioning authority or you're being disrespectful like it was um, when I was growing up in some of the schools. But there are certain things I also learned out of East Africa that really, really um, gave me so much uh, to work with um, once I got here. You know, I, I have this interesting little theory. I'm sure I'm not the first person who's thought about this, but, you know, you have the West, and then you have the East, and in the middle there's Africa, and um, there's a whole wealth of wisdom and knowledge that comes with, um, you know, the culture there. And um, I, I can't take it for granted, but that's, that's been a very, very crucial part of my um you know, the, what I've, I'm, I'm picking, what I'm using, you know, whether it's to the art and, and everything else I'm doing, a lot of it I'm drawing also from the cultural heritage that I was surrounded by. It's very, very rich. It is, and I um probably because you've you've held on to that culture. Um, stubbornly, I might add, and I have to take my hat off to to all the different countries around the world where the indigenous peoples held on to their culture and kind of said, screw you, invaders, this is who we are, and we're not letting it go. Um, and, and yes, to some extent, of course, you know, I mean, people have to play that game to survive, but the ancient teachings, you know, that go through all the indigenous peoples around the world are all so similar and it's such a blessing really to society now that we're able to learn from those cultures who are mm -hmm. now willing to speak these teachings and these truths and to share them um, you know and I, I think it's absolutely awesome because you know that's how that's how the world's changing and I think it's Really, thanks to those ancient teachings from the indigenous peoples from around the world, not just Africa, but uh, certainly Australia and the Native American culture as well, um, mm -hmm. the Celts, to, you know, uh, all of them have, that didn't let go of those ancient yeah. truths and well, passed I, them down generation to generation to generation. I, I think the melting pot thing, too, is mm -hmm. is key in there because it I re, I remember now thinking things were really odd and didn't make sense but oh well that's the way it is and then I saw I was suddenly exposed with international travel and this and that and the other and some study that all these other cultures where it wasn't always that way just that way you know and mm -hmm. I, so there's the constancy on the one hand, and then and, and then you look at. I, I think it's easier to see through that. Wait a minute, it really doesn't make sense when you see that 
there's people telling the exact opposite things, but they're both absolutely certain they're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's interesting that you say that. You know, um, it's almost like the way I grew up was we were told everything that was around us or was, you know, African history and all that was, was, was how do I put it? it? Almost to say that, you know, the in, the outsiders, the, the colonialists and everybody came and taught us how to be. And uh, my dad had an interesting, <laughs> I'm always going to bring my dad in because he was really my, um, the, the the person that I I learned the most from he 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 would say when I asked him about you know, all these religious teachings and stuff that I was learning at school and when I questioned I got in trouble and he said you know um, the stories in the Bible and the Quran and other books are are great you know it's a bit great but our our people did not document our stories in the same way we told them you know by mouth and, and handed them down, you know, it was oral uh, literature. And um, had we the same means of documenting our stories and our wisdom and our knowledge, you know, people would probably be spreading this information elsewhere. But because we did not record them that way, you know, so other cultures that have come in and imposed theirs. And so, you know, we just have to find out what's good for us and what what you know we can learn from other cultures but we also we can't abandon ours completely and that always stuck with me you know even in at the in same the, time I would I would have to say thank God um, yeah. that they didn't write it down and and my reason for that is because it was taught to the next generation in its purest of form and so the telling of um, those ancient truths and, and um, those ancient wisdoms are the same today as they were then. Whereas when you take things like the Bible and the Quran and you write them down and then they get translated and they get, you know, manipulated and and changed and shifted and tainted, really, right. Right. thank God that, that the indigenous peoples didn't write down their wisdoms. Thank right. God for that verbal yeah. teaching because now those wisdoms that are being revealed to us now are coming to us pure as they were originally meant and intended. Yeah, yeah. There was no loss, you know. And, you know, everything worked, it worked out, you know. I feel that um, there's, there's this, I'm sure you've heard this whole theory of the, um, contraction and expansion of the universe and you know when I think about where we're coming from and where we're headed you know it's not so much that we're learning anything new um, it's just what's been there already um, you know and 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 so for me with, with art and, and, and music and writing a lot of us who we're told not to think like that. Don't you know? Where are you going? Where did you get that from? That's not true. You know, if if you relied on mainstream information um, alone, um, you, you you know 
you'd have a pretty hard time adjusting to the changes going on now. I, I feel I see that with a lot of people where the same, but this is the only reality I was taught. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on with the world? You know, and for some of us, it's exciting, you know, because we always knew it was something wrong. Something just a little off. (laughs) Sounds like you're... It it is. uh, uh, Not to to interrupt the conversation flow, but it sounds like your father was just really quite, uh, quite an influence and quite an incredible fellow. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I was really lucky to have him. The few years I had him, um, very, very big influence on me. You recently sang about that. I did. I did. And you said it was the hardest song you've ever sung. Yes, it was. <laughs> it might be for a very long time. I. Um, we have a copy of that, so mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about Ode to Daddy. Ode to Daddy. Um, my my father was the most important man in my life. I, I met him when I was about eight. Um, and I knew from the minute he held my hand, he was going to be the most important person in my life. It's, I knew him. My soul recognized who he was. Um, I recognized his soul, you know, it was just that instinct, and um, I I learned so much from him, you know, whether by watching him or by him speaking to me, and um, and I'm not the only one who feels that way, my siblings feel the same way, you know, he was really an incredible father, he was amazing, I can't possibly talk about it, and finish. Um, And uh, when I graduated in 2001 from college, well, I was about to graduate. Uh, He was coming from Africa. He was coming. Well, he he, he worked with the U.S. uh, military here uh, for years, and he was also in the military at home. So he had retired, and uh, he was coming for my graduation in 2001, and just one day before he traveled, I got the call well, let me not say I got the call because I knew exactly what time he died. I was driving and I just pulled over and I knew that's when he was getting out of body. Um, that's how connected I was to him. And so then I got home and got the confirmation that he had passed and it was the worst news I'd ever heard in my life um, at that point. And I had this 18-hour flight you know, to go all the way home for the funeral. And I, I just thought I have to write something. I have to write something or I'm going to go crazy because of how overwhelming um, the thought of that not being there to pick me up at the airport was. So I, I wrote everything in that song. I wrote it in the plane. Um, in 2001, August 7th, I remember and so I got I I got back home and um, you know my family came and got me and I told them that I had a poem that I wanted to read at the funeral service and they they listened to it and said oh it's perfect you know my my stepmom said it, it describes exactly how we feel it's perfect 
So I read that, and then I came back to the States after the funeral, and um, it took me a very long time to sing it, you know. It took me about, I kept it away for a while, from a few years, and then three three plus years ago, I started working on singing it, and it was the most difficult thing to do. You know, it takes me there to that point when I got the news that he had died. Um, but it was a major transformation for me. So I'm very grateful I had to write him a tribute. Oh, that's amazing. Indeed. Ah, what do you say what do you say after beautiful that? Thing. It's just such a beautiful thing to do with the gift that God gave you, you know, and I think that's why artists and creators were given that, so that they can take that emotion that some people can express. Mm-hmm. Um, and put it out there for the world because there's so many people out there that can't can't express that loss and that sorrow um, and that you know gratitude for having shared somebody's life. Some people just don't know how to express it. So um, thanks to artists like you that those emotions can be can set an example so that, and shared. Yeah. Yeah. So that others can find that vibration and 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 remember it. It's uh, it is quite the gift. Thank so, you. Absolutely. Uh, let's. Uh, May we share that gift and play that particular song? Sure. <laughs> sure. Awesome. That's right. why. That's why I do it. <laughs> so All right. Share. Okay. Well, I know awesome. that people in the in the chat room are dying to hear it. So. Um, here comes Ode to Daddy. Uh, stay with us, folks. Listen, listen through, and we'll be right back. Oh, my father, my friend, my hero, my inspiration. I remember you, and I thank you. Everything that I am, I remember you. This song is for you, Danny. How do Oh 
time, quick mind, contagious smile, a natural leader beneath your calm experience, yet still a humble friend, and innocently true to the very end. May our laughter be just like yours, Daddy, so genuine, sparking instant sunshine. I love you. This is Miriam Chamas. Thanks for watching on to Daddy. I hope it spoke to you. Please click on the links to subscribe to my channel and to watch my other videos. Blessings. Button. It's the button. <laughs> well, the button sometimes fault. it's I'm trying to do some. There's the chat room and put the link over here, and then you know Jean's talking to me through the Skype, going, "What do I? What? What about this? And what is what? What language is that? And what is that? And I'm like, here's a thought. Why don't we ask our guest? <laughs> but I know what she means. Sometimes I'll somebody, one of our guests will say something, and my brain goes, "Woo!" and I'm afraid I've missed something. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some, well, because the, the word, Baba? Baba is daddy. Yeah. Baba is. is it's, that's just Swahili. It's Swahili. I think the Arabs also say that. You know, Swahili is about, I want to say, 70% Arabic, you know. Um, and so Baba, Baba means father. And and that was um, the word that I used from my grandmother, my Polish grandmother. Um, and hmm. she was, to me, what your father was to you. She was my white light. She was my guiding force. She was my, you know, that's who I'm connected to. And it was devastating, devastating loss when mm-hmm. she finally decided to go home. So it was, I was listening to the song. I'm like, wow, I need to know what that meant, what what it means. Like, what's the translation? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, the the rest of the words are Baba, Babayangu, my daddy, my daddy. I remember you and I love you. That's that's the chorus, the hook. It's just basically, basically saying, Daddy, Daddy, I remember you and I and I love you. It's such a stunningly beautiful song. It really is. Just, I mean. Not just sound-wise, but vibrationally. It's such just, a beautiful communication of the emotion. It just yeah, it's, right it's there. So, it's, it's like a like a gentle breeze on on a midsummer's morning when you're just getting up and you open the door and you you know breathe that air in. It's like that comforting breeze that says, "Okay, the day's here and it's going to be a good one." That's how that song feels to me. <laughs> I know it sounds strange, but I, I, I wish you all met 
the person I'm thinking about, you know, um, on the YouTube video, you can see him at the end, um, I, and that's me, 12 years old, standing behind him. He's in a blue suit, and he's sitting down, and I'm right behind him. Um, he was a gentle giant. My dad was about six foot six, and had the most quiet voice. He he very gentle voice. You know, I, I call we called him a, a gentle giant. Uh, my my siblings and I, you know, see, I wish you all met him, then you would really know that um, I feel like that song is not even enough to describe him. (laughs) Well, I think, I think, I think we know because we're meeting the daughter, you know what I mean? Yeah. We have to remember that we are, for good or for bad, the product to some extent of our parentage. And um, I think he would be exceptionally proud and and honored. I'm sure he is. About with regards to who you've become, and and no doubt where you're going to go. So. Um, and 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 not to you know stay on the parenting soapbox because we never talk <laughs> about the next generation on this show or the next seven or ever. Yeah. No. no. Never. Okay. Every show. <laughs> uh, but. It would be so easy, <clears throat> perhaps some might even say lazy, to say, "Well, six foot six, I'll just get me a booming voice. I'll, 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 I'll scare, I'll intimidate children so much they won't even look at me twice." And and right. really, that would have been easy, and um, to become just this imposing monster of a figure, so to speak, that especially a military man that way, and. Um, but instead to be the gentle giant, the 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 soft spoken one. Yeah, yeah, that was him. And uh, I, I I could go on and on about him. I talk about him so much. Sometimes people think I lost him last week. You know, it's been twelve years, and um, I, I can't help but tear every time. Um, it, it's okay, sweetheart. Yeah. I totally get it. Everything I I do, um, I take her with me. I really yeah. do, you yeah. know. And I, the last thing she ever said to me was, "I'm proud of you." And yeah. I, I strive every single day to live up to that, yeah. because that's my goal. At the you know at the end of my life to be able to say, yeah. You know, she had a reason to be. Um, so I get, I get what you're saying. You know, I, I, totally I, 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 I like Rick. You said, you know, he could have been the total opposite. He could have been this, you know, authoritative figure that everybody. I mean, when my dad came home, we did not run away and hide. We ran outside to meet him and jump on him. <laughs> Well, because it is, it's just, it's just easier. It's, it's simpler. Yeah. You, you, and I see people today. I have seen people uh, in the recent past. I haven't seen any today. Um, this is a new now, but I've seen people in the, in the years past that have treated children that way. They consider it every moment that their child is in another room, leaving them alone. That, that's a blessing. That's what they're after. And that's just so wrong, Weird. and 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 not just wrong, but potentially 
damaging to the child because children know. And it doesn't matter what you say, they society. can tell you. Well, that would be the children. Right. Because society's just people, and they would be people. Yeah, Tiny but I mean, humans, like, really. this is this is what you're you're offering to the world is is this child that's been raised in that kind of an environment and such a scary thought. Just that I'm so glad we're over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and one thing I, I have to say that is perhaps the reason I even chose to write that song is, and I mean every single word of it, I thank him for everything that I am. My dad was very realistic about the world we lived in. You know, he told he he saw that he knew who I was. He he knew he had such an incredible perception of all of us, our our, our weaknesses, our strengths. And uh, I, I didn't know this until much later that he had every school we went to, every school I went to, you know, he would tell the principal or teachers and said, my daughter is very sensitive and very, very intelligent. He's very, be very gentle with her, you know. And I, I remember asking him, Dad, why would you do that? You know, then you're trying to make me look special and I should get special treatment. He said, no, I just want to remind them that you were special, you know, in that way that you're you're sensitive. And I, and I said, you know, no one cares about that here. But then, you know, when he talked to me, he said, you know, the world is, is this way and it would be better for you if you could handle it this way as opposed to that way. Um, don't Don't you know, don't react when things happen to you this way, even when, you know, this, this is how the world is. It's not ideal. Um, and, and so he prepared me for, uh, it made going through it much easier. And I, I am I am so grateful for that. You know, parents most times raise their children and they know, today they do know, you know, you have a kid and they have talents or they have certain ways, you know, he paid attention. and I'm grateful that he did, and he brought that to my attention and to other people's attention. And I just want to magnify that. And coming from that generation, very special. Very special because it, it, that viewpoint, that point of view of, well, the world is this way. It is like it is. It's not perfect, but there it is. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be better for you if you reacted this way or handled it this way, as opposed to, you know, okay, well, yes, that's that's bad, so we'll go change that, mm-hmm. um, which was really, uh, when you get down to it, that's the whole colonial mindset of, you know, well, that person over there is doing something I don't like. So we'll go straighten them out, mm-hmm. and and if they won't straighten out, then to hell with them. Literally, it, you know, their preachers would come tell them, if you don't straighten up, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. And uh, it 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 is such. It it may seem that's why I want to like stop and almost talk about this too much, is because it it may seem to a lot of people like a very subtle difference. But it makes all the difference in the world. It's what almost all of this stuff that we call enlightenment teachings and this is, look, okay, so that happened. Can't fix that. Let's talk about what's going on within you about it. And your dad was telling you that back then. 
Bless his heart. Yeah. A star, a star from Africa that's produced yet another one that is here with us tonight. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. So let's see. So okay. other than this song. What? 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 Are you mumbling? I'm mumbling. I don't know. To you, yeah, a little bit. I do that sometimes. My brain goes. Where do you go? Did I see it quite loud? Oh, dreadful. Come back, come back, right? Okay. (laughs) Well, no, I was was going to say where we were going. Well, I was actually going to ask her if she has another favorite song other than that one, which obviously has intense, deep meaning. Uh, On the Um, on the album. I hope it's one of the um, other two. Well, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I want I want to know not just to play it, but to to hear a bit about the story behind the writing of some of the is is what I'm where I'm going with that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> which one's your favorite? Which one? Which one do you want to talk about? Because I I could go on and on about every one of them. <laughs> Well, no, that's what I'm asking you, love. Which one's your favorite? <laughs> yeah, which one do you like to go on and on about the most? Have a, okay. Do you have a favorite? I, yeah, I do. I do. I have two favorites, but I, I think, like, recently I've decided I know which one goes first and which one goes second. Although I, I, this was a very hard thing to choose. Maybe it just depends on what I'm going through and what I'm feeling right now. But I, I absolutely love unconditional love. How could you not? <laughs> what a great topic! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so what sparked the writing of that that song? Oh, this is, was it. A, was it something you experienced or something that you noticed? You, you want the real answer to this one? <laughs> yeah, real, yeah real absolutely. Answer. Always want. We always want the real answer. No matter okay. how crazy it might sound, we want the real answer. Cause I'm, I'm glad. Do. I'm glad I can be. I, I, I'm allowed to be crazy on this show. Um, I was asleep, and I dreamt the whole song. And I woke up, and I had to record it, lyrics and melody. It came in my sleep. That's awesome. That's I awesome. open up to write books all the time. That's yeah. practically how she wrote. Yeah. Uh, at least the second book was almost all My like that. My second novel? It? Yeah. That was, yeah. The whole book was written that way, girl. I get I it. That's it. awesome. <laughs> you yeah. dreamt the song. And then we do. You, okay. Now I have to ask I have to ask the key artistic question here. Yeah. Did you get up right away? And put it down, or did you struggle with yourself and try and like go back to sleep for a no. while and say, no, I'll do it later? No, it was so clear, Jean. It was so clear in my my head. You know, this was there was a lot of things going on with me at that time. I was going through this big transformation. Um, you know, I just turned thirty, and everything was just like, you know, I was like, who am I? I'm looking at the mirror. I don't know what I'm looking at, and so there were all these things going on. And I thought I was going crazy because, you know, it was so clear. Like, there was an orchestra playing this song in my head. I heard every single instrument. I heard the melody. I had the lyrics. I I had to get up. It was so loud in my head, too. I got up, and um, 
went to the study, and what I did was I had a, a vocal, a voice recorder, and I recorded it, and then I, you know, the next day, of course, I couldn't sleep after that. It was late in the middle of the night, maybe 4 o'clock. So I went, the next day I, I wrote the lyrics, and I heard it, and it was exactly as I heard it. I didn't forget it. Um, and I, I had all these songs recorded. So when I found the producer, you know, and this producer, God bless his heart, you know, had never met anyone really, a musician from Africa who wanted to do music here. And so he said, you know, you know, why is it that African music doesn't really make it here? You know, I don't know whether you guys um, understand the Western. So he was going on and on and on. And he said, let me hear what you have. And so I played for him all the stuff that I had. And he said, oh, where did you get this stuff from? <laughs> he was really spooked out. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Where did you get this stuff from? Where did you get You could not stop asking me. So that that's really that song has a special place in my heart. Um, you know, there are a lot of others that came in weird ways. You know, all all of them mostly inspiration, but that song just when I'm feeling out of whack, you know, uh, emotional or dealing with everyday relationships with friends, mom, boyfriend, everything. You know, when I need to get back to balance, I listen to that song and it works like nothing else, you know, it, it's it for me, I don't know about anybody else, it works for me, it's it's my own therapy. Ah. So there you go, God yeah, you woke go. you up to write the song that's going to keep you balanced for the rest of your life, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like looking in the mirror, wondering if you're in balance, <laughs> go to sleep and, okay, here's how you do that. Yeah. That's so awesome. cool. I'm so and, glad you gave us the honest answer on that. Because, oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, the more and more people who are willing to accept that these, this is just the way it is now, you know, it, the, the much smoother this next few years is going to be for everybody involved, I think. You know, it's just, this is the way it is. Our inspiration comes from... I don't know. That... It comes from. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what do you want to call? Yeah. It's what dumb. do you want to call it? We we have a million different names, you know, but it doesn't doesn't matter. It just comes from and and flows through, and that's it. Comes from and flows through, and just run with it, and and embrace it, and enjoy it. And I'm so glad that you were you were honest about it because I, I, I swear so some of these old older writers that are maybe passed away, but we all had to study in school for some reason because they're thought to be whatever. I swear some of these where they wrote a letter to somebody answering a question like that, they they knew the, the answer, which was it came to me, mm-hmm. but they're like, I can't say that. And so then they sat there and put their writer's mind to work. Because you read these letters about how these ideas came to them, and it sounds like fiction to me. It sounds just like their other writings. I swear they made it up. Yeah. And I think it's really, good but, that but we don't do attempted, that. Even attempted to create to write or to paint or or to do anything in my life the way that the old school methods are taught to us, I would lose it. Because yeah. I, I don't know about you, but every time I pick up my pen, and Rick and I were just talking about this actually, I never know when I pick up my pen or my paintbrush, and it could be either or depending on my mood, I never know what the end result is going to be. I just know to trust my pen or my paintbrush 
that whatever I do with that is is the right thing. And I just let it flow and I, I go. And I never know how long it's going to take. I never know what's going to come out. I never know what it's going to look like. But I trust. And I'm but, learning to live my life that way too because I think there's a lesson in that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But sometimes it does. It comes to you like in that when you were writing your second book, a, a big chunk just goes kerplunk. Here I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, because my, my goddaughter the other day was – uh, actually talking to you, Jean, about some artwork. And we got off the Skype call, and she must have said like three times before I could interrupt her, oh, I hope I don't forget this because I can just see it. And I'm like, I'm finally like, look, we just went to the art store. You have a whole new set of charcoals and th- papers and things. Don't talk like that. Just draw it. And she's like, what? And I said, don't talk, draw. <laughs> You know, I I feel like um, what I've learned about that creative process for me is when, you know, you guys were mentioning earlier that, you know, in the past, no one would say, you know, this came to me and I don't understand how it came to me. The reason why people do that or did that is because they want to believe that, you know, it's the ego wants to believe that it's responsible for that. You know, it's, I'm, I'm a genius and I created this I'm amazing. <laughs> you know, but I realized that I cannot own that process, or I cannot say that my ego will it has to be out of the way. And 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 the more open I have been to this creative process, the better it's been for me. You know, it's not me who's in control of these ideas and oh, let me create a masterpiece. That, you know, it's not. It's just let me be open and see where um, <coughs> spirit leads me to. And before you know it, you know, and, and, and you know, it's it's like you said, it's a way of life. And I sometimes wake up and I say, Gosh, I I don't know if I want to be here anymore. I want to go to Europe. I don't know. I, or maybe I should get out of town. And all right, let me sit down and and be quiet for a minute. And an answer would come. You know, it's it's. Really, that sixth sense is—it's—it's is, is, it's not anything mysterious. It's—it's it's something that we haven't been using, and it's, it's something that we, when we open ourselves to it, it's magic happens. It is. It's—it's an innate ability of of humankind to be able to connect like that with the mass consciousness, or the source, or God, or or. Allah or whatever you want to call it and to open up that conversation and, and to gain wisdom through that connection and inspiration through that connection and even dare I say talent and ability through that connection um, that is the gift that we're born with that just makes it so awesome and amazing to be human mm-hmm. because we can connect that way and it's it's awesome to see people talking about it so nonchalantly now yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, so honestly, and because you said it's, I'm so glad that, you know, I'm here and I get to be weird or strange <laughs> or crazy. I think you said crazy. And crazy. You just get to crazy. be you. You yeah. just get to be you. We encourage everybody to be themselves because humans are awesome. Yeah. You know, Every I, last one of them. I haven't found one yet that isn't. I've found a lot that don't know they are, but I've not found one yet that isn't. 
I um I'm I'm also very very I love dancing. I I I started dancing when I was two years old, and I always jumped on the stage at a party and started dancing and pulled people to you know to the dance floor. And you know I, I had some people misunderstand that for wanting a lot of attention, but you know over the years actually I realized what it is is. If you go out there first to dance and you, you know, you just see yourself, you actually give other people permission to do the same, you know, to feel free and dance and, and, and enjoy and play. Uh, because we've been taught, you know, don't, don't wait, don't, don't jump on there. It, it means, you know, you're, you're seeking attention or you're this and this and that. And I was just never afraid of being first one to jump and, and do something crazy. Um, and, and that's what I'm doing every single day with my life. I'm, I'm taking risks and, and doing things that, you know, um, I'm dancing. I'm dancing, and and slowly uh, a lot of people around me are joining the dance. <laughs> that's awesome. So I'm Speaking curious. of dancing, Rick, do you have a, a song for us to dance to? Another one? Yes, well, I do. I have two, and I'm 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 curious if because um, uh, I have two because I have to admit it was I I was too slow, and so the link that I had was expired. So that's why you heard you know please press subscribe and you know do my YouTube channel. So I knew we had permission to have them, I just didn't have them, so I had to have them. Um, <laughs> I sent them. I swear I did. Yeah, you did. You sent it. You sent it right away. And 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 I put a star on it in my inbox, which is like my to-do list. And I'm like, I have been behind since December 21st. Like December 21st, January 1st, I just couldn't. I don't. Nothing computed. I couldn't. I just accomplished. So to all our blog, you were sick. And podcast listeners out there. Rick needs a, a personal assistant if anybody is willing to volunteer their time to, you know, schedule guests and keep uh, Rick's shit together. Um, <laughs> drop us a line. Actually, drop me a line at JVN at everydayconnection.me and we'll hook you up. <laughs> just getting the shows posted and the things in the... I, my brain's starting to work again now. It's just different. It's like I had changed operating systems and I had to learn how to use it again. Um, so we have Stronger, which I think is just an awesome song and message. And, but we also have another one that's awesome, which is Love, Self, in parentheses, in reverse, which mm-hmm. I kind of want a story behind that. you got to know the story even just from the title. What Love, Self, in reverse? Yeah. What, what does it say to you? <laughs> what, what does that sound like? You know, I, I was playing with a title. I love titles, and that was just—I I was playing around with that. Um, so, you want the story behind that? Absolutely. Um, Love in Reverse was just a, a you know, a, it came to me many years ago. Um, when I thought about how, especially my my upbringing, my family, I don't know about anybody else, maybe you guys can relate to this, where, you know, we, we grew up taught, you know, you're always there for other people and you love others and you, I was shown how to love everybody else, but how to, I wasn't shown how to love myself. And so, you know, 
it took heartbreak and all sorts of things to happen to me, disappointments to get to that point where I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Um, you cannot put on the oxygen mask on anybody else in the plane before you put on your, your own, you know? So, so, so true. And I wish that, I wish that every stewardess everywhere would just write a parenting manual. You know? Yeah. Put the so, oxygen mask on yourself first, please. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that's, it's a, it's a song that, you know, really just it talks about that. And it's, it's as real as possible. I had a situation that happened. I, um, I met someone, I fell in love and I think, oh my gosh, this is it, this is it. And, you know, um, I guess he got scared, ran away, and I was left completely confused. And then, you know, that that process of going from being ice cold, heartbroken to rage, you know, and fire, passion, what is this, what's happened, and then realizing, oh, it's time to work on me. You know, it's it's not so much about the other person. And so then I had this process of working on myself and learning to love myself. And so I thank this person for having, you know, touched that wound, you know, that place that that it brought to my attention that I, I really knew how to love myself. And so that was the journey of getting to love myself. And that's how the song came out about that's a brilliant song and a brilliant life lesson. It's a really hard one for people to get to. I wow, did I ever beat myself up before I figured that one out? <laughs> anyway, we have we have a we have a friend who who um part of her as part of her program, part of her sharing, part of her work, um, one of the biggest things she teaches is self first is not selfish. No. And um since I figured that out, I've tried to tell that to everybody, you know, including my taught my daughter who, you know, and you cannot take care of anybody unless you take care of yourself. Because if you if you give everything of yourself away, you have nothing left to give. Absolutely. And we it's we danced around that topic for concept. ages with well, you can't truly love someone until you love yourself. I'm sorry, that's a little bit more mysterious and odd sounding than look. If you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of somebody else? That I could have understood when I was a kid. But you can't truly love another until you love yourself. It's like, what? Yeah, you can't give what you don't have. You can't give joy or peace or love, anything. You can't give anything that you don't have. And so, you know, most of us are running around, you know, trying to love other people, but we don't know how to love because we don't know how to love ourselves. How can you... You know, there's no I love you without I in the beginning, you know. Love. I love. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. So stay with us, folks. We're going to we're gonna have a listen at that. And uh, when we come back, we're going to – I've put the links in the chat room several times, but we're going to read them out for our podcast listeners who are out there by the thousands. And we bless each and every one of you for being with us or having us in your iPod or – we love our podcasties. Yes. So this is love, self, in reverse, which seems to me like would be self-love. We'll be right sure. back. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Just awesome. <laughs> Except I was getting chastised by the chat room software. He said, Shh, you're talking Why? too fast. Well, I I said, Jane, Jane, et cetera, et cetera. And I did the et cetera, et cetera, both real quick, did, I guess. Did you trouble? And on the second et cetera, I get this little window that says, don't talk so fast. Take a yeah, breath or something like that. I got like in trouble that. like that like, one wow. day, too. Yeah. And you type certain things and it asterisks it out. And, you know, I, who knew we had a chat room sitter? I thought I thought every so Tuesday funny. and Thursday we got to go out without a chaperone, but I love that that song is so upbeat. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, because it's it's a tough topic. And it is. Um, here you've offered up a really upbeat, really catchy like it's kind of <laughs> I can dance around to that while I'm painting. Um, on my walls, and um, well, it's an invitation to dance yeah, with yourself, really, really it. isn't it? It is. It is an invitation to dance with yourself and love yourself, and um, and I love that because again, it's back to that. It's not being forced into you; it's just being put into your awareness in the periphery, yeah. so to speak. And you know, if you latch onto it, you latch onto it, and if not, well, you can still, you know, get down to good music. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's absolutely good stuff and and really the whole the whole package is. I said earlier in the chat room that the conversation mm-hmm. was so great it had it interrupted with the music, so all y'all go to her website and buy the album, okay? And I'm I, I, I mean it's and then thing we're gonna have awesome. to have her back. Cause yeah, absolutely. She's writing she's writing motivational books and, and advocating holistic well we didn't even get to talk about holistic wellness. <laughs> Really, environmental, environmental responsibility. Well, this coexistence thing—that that really. That's yeah, a big bite. What's that about? So yeah, uh, we're awesome. gonna have to have her back and yeah, explore please. those things as well, because that'll be fun. I'd and love I to. Know our, our dear sister Janet Caldwell, uh, who's in the chat room, asked earlier that let you know that she has sent you a friend request, and I bet that's gonna get followed with, "Would you come on our radio show?" Because. You She's know. part of the inner child conglomerate. Yes. Oh, um, I'd love to. You know, what, I don't have anything else to do. I'll get on the radio show. <laughs> they're just an awesome bunch of people over there at Inner Child. They're, they're just good folks. They uh, yeah. People show up over there, and they just love them. And so people like that, apparently. Wonderful. Yeah. So we have so, these um, amazing podcast listeners um, who are legion. And mm-hmm. we thank you for that, and we love you. Um, but of course, they they very rarely, and because it's it's, it's international, really, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, many of them don't listen to it live because it's just not in alignment with their time zone. Time, mm-hmm. what's that about? Um, hey, hey, hey. my head. Time. Who needs that? So, can you tell them, my dear? Spell it out for them how to find you, so they can find your music and get your music and. Because I think I think everybody should want your music. I yeah, want your music. I, I'm everywhere. Do you know I'm on? I I am in about 750 stores online. That's awesome. Yeah, I am in about 750 stores in 100 countries, 
And um, so that includes iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, just all the major stores. But um, you can also buy the album from my, my website. And if you buy it from my website, um, I give you four extra bonus tracks um, and other stuff, you know, album art. So, you know, that's an exclusive offer if you buy it from my album. And it's about the same price you, maybe a little cheaper than you could buy it on iTunes. Uh, but I encourage you to buy where you want to buy it. You know, you, you buy it from my website, you'll get extras. Or you can buy it where you, you usually buy it from. But I'm every in every store. You'll find me in every store online. Absolutely. Um, and we, but as always, we encourage folks uh, uh, in our members of our EC family that that's all of our past guests and all of our listeners, including our what's the 3,400 podcast listeners last week. Um, that's just last week. Um, to go to the artist's website if you if they have a shopping cart there, uh, so that you can support them more directly. Um, it's you get bonuses and the artist gets uh, a better deal too. So you can find Miriam at. It's just her name, MiriamShamas.com, and that is spelled M-I-R-I-A-M, like Mir, which is look, and I, I am. am. Like, look, I am. Ah. <laughs> uh, Shamas, C-H-E-M-M-O-S-S. So it's two M's, two S's in Shamas, C-H-E-M-M-O-S-S. I, I presume I'm... Getting at least close to pronouncing that. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty good. It's Chamas. Yeah, most people would say Chamas. You know, the, you know, it's, it's Chamas. Yes, that's correct. Yay! <laughs> he hasn't let us down yet with pronunciations. He's usually bang on. It's only me who messes it up. That's why he says it first. <laughs> well, and it's also I say it first because that way I get in trouble and she acts like she always knew how to say it that way. <laughs> no, my I, sister's up there. I, no, she doesn't do that. I have, I, I have Canadian, your Canadian way of saying things. So apparently, I mispronounce a lot of words and names. <laughs> well, and it's not like I'm from Texas or nothing. <laughs> yeah. I was, of course, but I was I'm actually Canadian. born in Kansas, so I, I really can't say I'm not in Kansas right. anymore. <clears throat> Do some weird things here. So speaking of not in Kansas anymore, we won't be in Kansas anymore on Tuesday. No, on Tuesday we have Robert Miller joining us. And tell us what they yeah. won with that guest, Jane. Oh, you've won an astrological look at the popes of the past and possible popes of the future. Yes, because the pope <laughs> apparently got pooped out, and so he had to go. I, oh, you guys! I, you guys are going to be talking about the Pope. Well, we we are. I know it's shocking. Likes to look at the <laughs> astrological aspects of thing, and we thought that'd be a great one because it's just fun. And then, uh, yeah. Well, we noticed some interesting alignments with the dates and times that um, the that Pope Benedict chose to step down. Mm-hmm. Like it was very specific eight o'clock at and night. wording. In, you know. in the speech that he chose. So we decided to send all that information to our good friend, Robert Miller, and um, he agreed to consult ours and put together a read for us around the time that uh, the gents are going into conclave so that we can talk about... Possibilities. Why now? 
you know, possibilities, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm curious, too. I'm curious, too. And then Thursday, we have Stephen uh, Kutz joining us, who does Stephen's yeah. Mirror. And um, uh, he's done one for Jane, and I've seen it. It's pretty... Uh, Freaking accurate. Yeah, pretty spooky, spooky dead on. So I'm going to get one before it, next Thursday so it, we can talk about... Me too. I'm really glad he's as sweet a guy as he is and as down to earth a guy as he is. Because if if he wasn't, it would have creeped me out. Because he's that <laughs> accurate. Like he, he really is. He's fairly accurate. Um, and he explores some aspects of those personality reads. I guess. Um, I don't even know what to call them. I mean, yes, he he uses the stars and he uses. Um, he uses astronomy and birth charts, but he also uses some some other ancient techniques, and he brings them all together. And um, yeah, yeah, I was just like, whoa, man, I've never heard about that before, but that is cool, and it was fun. So, I'd like to listen in. Um, I have an interest in that stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, we're here every Tuesday and Thursday night, and we we try to get as much of that stuff on the show as possible. Cause oh we, yeah, we. <laughs> We've had people talking about the Templars, and we had uh, our friend that wrote the book, Pope Annalisa, about a woman, yeah. a <laughs> black woman from Africa being made Pope. Um, brilliant book. And now, book. look what's happening. Oh, I, I heard and about that today. I heard about that today. It's if you, honey, you gotta, you gotta pick this book up. We we are lucky and blessed enough to have a lot of our guests. You know, I mean, they send us little gifts and freebies, and it's awesome. Yeah, because we don't get paid, but we, we get, get books and and music and stuff. So sometimes. we get read these books, and this was one of the best books I've ever written. And I'm so glad that they're making it into a movie because I'm just, I can't wait to find out who they get to play this this woman, and I. And don't Can't you wait to sit on the Don't you know the backers of the film are like practically holding their breath waiting to see who gets elected? Totally. Be like, totally. I swear if they elect a a, a black If it's an African American woman or an African Africa, pope, it's 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 going to be brilliant. Yeah, even just know? African, it'll be That'll triple everything, I'm but if it's a woman, for that African, anyway. then, then they'll be like, <laughs> we can't release this movie now. It really happened. But I, I Pulling for that, anyways. Um, I really am. Oh yeah, it's time. And there is for, in for the that. shortlist that they've published. Of course, it's just speculation, but they always mm-hmm. on the shortlist. There is a cardinal from Africa on the shortlist, and a couple That's I think wonderful. from Latin America. So one from the Philippines. There's a Filipino on the list too. So they're everywhere. Why is Filipinos? They're everywhere these days. I'm telling you. It's like they're sitting over there in the Philippines going, what do you want to do tonight, brain? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. We're going to take over the world. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we hope that uh, you can join us next week on Tuesday and and on Thursday. Uh, But, uh, you know, have a great weekend. And until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourself, stay connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? 
No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details so you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.